Blog Talk Radio. Hello, friends. Uh, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas. Brought to you in part by Members Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Members Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. Don't forget to share the on-demand links to these episodes in your social media pages when you see a good program you'd like others to see. All of our podcast channels and programs, they are available on our website, located at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Today's show is episode number 48 in the Building Your Law Practice series with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine. Today we're talking about how to get more out of networking. And we all know that there's several positive attributes to the activity of networking and business. There's an element of anticipation when we schedule to attend a networking event when we know some good people are going to be there. Attending the events are fun too, often including food and drinks. So it's not so bad to get caught up in the social aspect of it all. But at the end of the day, sometimes we all need to intend to get down to business. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how to get more out of networking events and start turning them into business opportunities by planning an active approach, doing something a little bit more with those business cards after we get back, maybe talking to these people uh, between events, uh, really fostering those good professional relationships so that we can uh, send people referrals because that's the reason that we're doing all this. In In the background, the purpose behind all the marketing and activity and the buzz, it's referrals because referrals are the lifeblood of our businesses and we always ask, why is it that attorneys are not getting more of the referrals they need to build a their practice? Well, that is also the title of Jim Thompson's book, Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Deserve and They Need to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. So later in the show, my uh, co-host Jim is going to tell us all how to get a copy of that book through his email. Jim Thompson is a retired lawyer who's well known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple, and cost-effective activities. Jim's the author of Why Lawyers Fail to Get the Referrals and What They Can Do About It. My name again is Nick Augustine, and my company, Lone Star Content Marketing, helps lawyers share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing their blog content, managing social media, press releases, newsletters, and producing internet radio podcasts. By way of general disclaimer, this program is a general information program, and the advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on uh, attorneys between callers uh, on our show cannot give rise to attorney-client relationships and anyone with any questions that consult with someone in their area. All rights this broadcast are reserved. Enough from me. It's time to say hello to Jim, who's going to share his wise, uh, sage wisdom and experience on how to take networking to the next level. How you doing, Jim? Nick, I'm doing absolutely wonderful today, and we're finally maybe getting into spring after our snowstorm here on uh, on Monday again. But I just can't um, believe that's you know, awful. Not, yeah, well, the nice thing about it. it is we know we know July 4th is only about four months away or five months away, whatever it is. So we'll be warm. You eventually. know what the sad you know, part we'll of that is, though, Jim? The sad part. Our, our friend Nancy always says to, said to me that Fourth uh, of July is the halfway of halfway mark of summer. After that, it's all downhill and. 
getting towards falls. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> well, maybe maybe getting back to the networking, we can do some outdoor networking, but. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. It's it's kind of interesting to be talking about this um, topic because I was at a networking event last night, and I'm going to going to share some things, some good things, and some some not so good things that came out of it. But you know, and I kind of have a confession to make because I wrote in my book that the the new networking comma, if you will, um, or networking in quotes, if you will, is is net weaving. Um, and that hasn't gone over very well for a couple of reasons. The, the theory behind it has gone over well, but the term net weaving, uh, when I start explaining that to people, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, let's go back to networking. And I find myself falling back in the habit of talking about a, quote, networking event as opposed to a net weaving event. So I think um, I, I'm going to... Uh, I guess change strategy, if you will, and not talk about networking anymore, and just kind of leave it at networking. But um, some of the some of the things that are embraced with regard to networking, obviously, I'm going to keep. But I think, and that goes Jim, do you think it's because networking has the word work in it, and that it sounds like work? If they could call it net funding, maybe more people would do it. You know, that's another thought. But I, I think the real problem, Nick, is people have this perception. Uh, what a networking event is, you know, the type of thing where you get a bunch of people together and everybody's slapping each other on the back, handing a business card, saying, hey, Nick, I do this. Uh, If you need anything, call me, and here's my business card, and they shoot off and go over to the next person. And and, and that's the ask. I think it's the asking part that people think that they're expecting to go and just be like asking for business, you know. I've heard people say the term people using people. And, you know, because, you know, we go and we meet these people and all of a sudden we're going right into these emails back and forth about what do I do? What do you do? How can we help each other? It's like, hold on now. We don't really even know each other yet. Um, Why are we exchanging business things just because we happen to meet at this one place? You know, it's almost a little, you know, there's it's a little little irksome to some people to just dive right in there without really getting to know these people. So I think that it's people tend to shy away from doing follow-ups um, to the people they meet because they don't want to see like they're trying to get in bed with them. I mean, it's just a little pushy sometimes. And that's, you know, so I think that, Jim, if you can help our folks learn more about the concept of actually getting to know people and build good trusting relationships, then the business will come and then the asks will come. Yeah, and I, I think you're entirely right. And I think, to be honest with you, in the last five or six years that I've been uh, doing uh, networking events, going to networking events, I've seen pretty much a, a change in, in, in the way things are done. It used to be the old networking, you know, slap people on the back, shake their hand, give them a business card, and, you know, move on, like I said. And I think a lot of people are, have, having um, gone to those type of events, have shied away from them, and the networking events have kind of gone down and now they're making a resurgence because I think people are starting to realize that this is a good way to meet people. We're going to talk about kind of what you talked about in just a minute, but if if you have the right mindset when you go to a networking event and the mindset basically is I am going to meet people not necessary to ask for business, but I'm going to to meet people who 
maybe I can help them. And maybe that's the first thing that a lot of people should should be thinking in terms of when I go to one of these events, I'm going to meet people, and the first thing out of my mouth, or almost the first thing out of my mouth is, well, well Nick, you know, tell me what you do and how can I help you? Instead of, hey, Nick, this is what I do, and if you've got any people that really need my help, you know, here's my card. So the, the mindset of going to a networking event, I'm meeting you for the first time, and we exchange our little pleasantries. And a lot of this happens to lawyers and, 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 and a lot of other uh, business professionals, but it happens to lawyers uh, a lot because they really uh, don't know what to say. It, it really is strange. You know, you talk to lawyers, well, Jim, you know, one of the problems I have networking is I don't know what to say when I meet someone. It's really weird, but it isn't. And and you can understand when, when I, I, I shake your hand and, you introduce yourself, and then what do I say next? And one of the, the great opening lines, I think, is, and again, this depends on where you are and what you're doing, but one of the great opening lines is, well, well, Nick, where are you from? And then you start that conversation. Oh, you're from um, Atlanta, Georgia. Well, gee, I know 20 people in Atlanta. Do you happen to know? And you start that conversation before you ever really get into what the other person does and what you do. So you've started a connection right away. Now, it doesn't work in every situation, but I have been to, you know, yeah, sports. so many events. Sports, sports can be kind of tough, you know what I mean? Because you could start, oh, someone's wearing a pin or some sort of something, they have a pen, or I don't know, from some school, or so, oh, did you go there? Oh, you know, so you could start entering into sports, but again, that can backfire sometimes. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you've got that instant connection somehow. I don't know you, Nick, but I know you mentioned that you went to such and such college, and I go, gee, you know, that's right up the road from where I went to school, and I, I've been up there a couple of times, and boy, or I've been to one of your football games, or whatever the case may be, and so all of a sudden we start talking about that. We talk for five or ten minutes before we even get to talking about what we do, and, and I've also had this happen when I've, I'm uh, talking to someone and uh, somebody's overheard my conversation. They go, well, Jim, you're from so-and-so. Listen, you got to go over and meet uh, Dom over here because he's from from there too. And and you start that little connection. And that's all you want to do at your first networking event or your networking event is make that initial connection. I hey, have so Jim. many people... Yes, sir. What would be some good? What would be some good topics? And maybe if we wanted to do a bullet point of things to mention or talk about, maybe some things to avoid so we don't act too presumptuous and end up putting our foot in our mouth. Because I've seen that happen. Well, I think obviously the one thing you really need to avoid is talking about politics because you never know um, which side of the aisle somebody may be on. So you kind of try and stay away from that. I, I think yep, is, that's is what everybody possible. wants to talk about. You know, that's what oh. people want to talk about. And if you're on their side, they want they want they're there to get it. You know, you know whatever. You yeah. Know, so uh, yeah, but that's kind of a rough there, one. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. You're in a, a networking event, and uh, and I'm just going to use an example. So you come up to me and and we're talking, and and you make a comment about some political race, and I say. Well, you know, I think the guy that's running is probably the absolute biggest jerk in the whole world, blah, blah, blah. 
and there's a person standing behind me that I really wanted to meet that night or that afternoon or whatever the case may be, and he may be the campaign manager or the brother-in-law or the guy that uh, that's running, and so you, you got to be really careful about what you're talking about, and, and if somebody wants to drag you into a political conversation, if you would, or if you will, I, I just simply say, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really here to talk about politics, and just make it plain. And if that person doesn't like it, talk. You know, Nick comes up to me and says, Jim, you know, I want to tell you about my buddy John who's running for dog catcher, and he's the greatest person. You know, Nick, that's great, but, you know, right now, uh, you know, that's not something I really want to really want to talk about. And then you can do it that way and get out of that because you never know who you're talking to and 90% of the time, you're going to screw up a conversation because somebody's going to be on the opposite side of the spectrum or somebody's going to hear you, and it's just this, not worth this, it. This, uh, I have an example. This happened at a at a table recently I was sitting at. Um, a couple of our representatives had um, come to address this large group in a forum, uh, and it was it was uh, updates and what was going on in uh, the Texas legislature. And... Um, the people are going around and introducing themselves is uh, one, one of the guys says, well, I like so-and-so if they're speaking, but they're not conservative enough for me. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the table, like, no, no one knows each other. Everyone's kind of like freezes like, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to react either way. It just is to, you know, here's, okay, so there's, you could also be talking and chit-chatting about the buffet of food or the weather. Those things get kind of boring. Um, I don't know, like other current events. And um, I don't know. Yeah. Activities. Well, you know what kind of like, group, how about this one? What kind of other events do you go to? What kind of activities are you? What other events and things are going on? Asking about other events that might be good. Oh, that's a great question because you know I'm I'm here at an event and I'm talking to you and, and we're having a little conversation. I still haven't even found out what you do yet, Paul. Well, Nick, what other events do you go to? Um, do you go to networking events a lot, or, or what organizations? Uh, do you belong to, you know, and, and, and you just start that conversation and all of a sudden, and, and, and this is kind of part of the golden rule, I think, of networking, is think of the 80-20 rule, okay? You want to listen 80% of the time and let the other person talk, and I'm terrible at that. I talk too much, I know, and I come back and I go, you know, i got to follow my own rules one of these days, but, you know, if, if you're conscious of it and, and you're talking too much, then the other person is going to probably find you pretty boring. But if you let the other person tell you everything that he does, his whole story, he's going to think you're a great conversationalist because you listen to him. So if you can keep that in mind, listen 80% of the time. Now, you know, don't keep track, but just kind of think in the back of your mind that I am going to this event, whatever event it happens to be, and I am going to meet people, and I am going to consciously make sure that I let them do most of the talking. Because here's the thing. When you go to a networking event, you should not be there to sell. You should not be there to tell people what you do and to try and sell whatever your service or product is. You're going to a networking event simply to meet someone that, May or may not be a connection for you. You don't know. That's that the best description. That's wonderful. Can you? I mean, just to say that again, you're not going there to sell. You're not going there no. to push. You're going there to meet to meet other people and be met. I, I mean, that's that's the best. That's the best one line right there. 
Excellent. Well, and I think I think that the thing is, and, and I, I get people that I try and encourage to go to networking events, and I go, Jim, I go to those events, and they never work for me. You know, I went to one last night or the night before last, and I didn't get any sales out of it, or I didn't, you know, and I'm going, and you won't, because a networking event is not set up for you to push your products. This is one of the old problems we talked about a little bit earlier. People used to go to networking events and, and be looking for that sale right off the bat. Hey, nobody's going to buy from you at a networking event because they don't even know you. They don't even, at this point, like you. And they certainly don't trust you. So you have got to go to one of these events with the mindset that I am going to meet two or three or four people that I can connect with later on. And let me talk about that for a minute. Um, the, the, the Probably the most important thing when you go to a networking event is the follow-up. And, and I talk to people about following up with people they meet at a networking event, and, and there's a number of different ways to do it. Probably the best way um, is, is send them a, an, an email, hey, I really enjoyed meeting you. Maybe we can have coffee one time. Don't be pushy. Don't you know go overboard. Now, if you happen to meet someone that you really connect with, you know, that, that, that it happened. I, I met someone last night in an event, and uh, I I got back to my, my home last night, and that person had already connected with me. And did I think that was intrusive? No, because I think we hit it off. Uh, right off the bat, and it's someone I want to get to know better, and I'm glad he thought the same way that that I did. But, you know, you can do it without being intrusive, and it's simply, you know, um, hey, Nick, it was great meeting you last night. Let's try and have coffee in the next couple of days, something like that. And you follow up with with not everyone, and you're not going to meet. Everyone you meet, you're not going to connect with. Let's face it. Um, and, and the important thing is, and, and we were talking about this a little bit, I want to share this too, business cards. When you go to an event, think about this. Your business card is worth $1,000, okay? So don't give them out. Only give out a business card when somebody asks you for it. And if you think about how expensive your business cards are, I know they're cheap, no, they're not getting there, but... You know, I'm not going out and handing out business cards um, and, you know, boy, I'm giving everybody a business card. Well, I don't want to be known as a person. But we did something last night at this meeting, and I've done it a couple times, but we did it, and, and it was a place where we could do it. And we had people come in the door, sort of sponsored by a group that I'm involved in, and um, I kind of ran the meeting. But what we did, when people came, we had about 30 people there, and when people came, we had them sign a, you know, get a name tag type thing, but we asked them for their business card, okay? And so by the end of the evening, we well, we made it a little, you know, uh, about halfway through the event, uh, I did a little talk about what we were doing and how we were doing it, blah, 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 you know, that thing. But we also said at the end of the evening, when you leave, you're going to have everybody's business card because what we did, or they did, I didn't do it, is they took all the business cards and copied them. And so we had four or five sheets of, of uh, business cards, you know, so that everybody could take one of those. And, cause, and, and in my case, there was somebody that I didn't even remember meeting or talking. I know I didn't meet him. I didn't talk to him, but I wish I would have. And all of a sudden, his business card is on this sheet, and I'm going, you know, I want to make sure that I, you know, let that person know I'm sorry I didn't get around to talk to him, that type of thing. Very, um, uh, 
in an innocuous way of, of getting in back in contact with someone. You can't do that all the time, obviously, but that was a nice little touch because then people didn't have to worry having a stack of business cards in their in their wallet or, or all the other things, and they they have the sheet that they could take home. And I use it this morning to go back and, and check off some people that I you know wanted to reconnect with, some people that I met, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's a nice little touch, which brings me to the, the thing we talked about a little bit last week. Um, I think it was last week. The show's going and then come so quickly, but I say I think we talked about doing your own little events. You know, and an mm-hmm. event could be mm-hmm. just taking a couple people lunch. Hey, you know what? Hold your own networking event. You know, invite people that you know to come to a networking event. And then if you're in control of it, this is something that you can do. You can get the business cards and tell people you're going to give me a business card. And at the end of the evening, we're going to have a sheet with all the business cards on it. So everybody doesn't have to worry about passing out the business cards and, and this type of thing. Um, hey Jim, so I'd like it, to jump in there with uh, hosting, hosting those events. I just want to um, share my thought that the number of people, again, does not have to be large. It doesn't have to be 15 people. It doesn't have to be 10 people. It could be five people. Um, mm-hmm. More than one. More than yourself. Maybe three. Um, <laughs> people, I think. Yeah. Uh, and when I and when I think people are saying, "Well, I want to do something like this. I want to have some people over to my golf club or my this or my that." Um, mm-hmm. get together and watch a game somewhere, you know, Buffalo Wild sure. Wings, watch a game, um, you know, just random stuff like that. Get out of the house, leave the wife behind or leave the husband behind, whatever it is, you know. Um, but people, I think, shy away and try to not do that because they're afraid that they're going to look stupid if it's not some big, huge, colossal, you know, Jerry Jones type event. So, again, yeah. smaller numbers, more intimate, good. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of interesting that you say that because um, we had uh, about 25 people there last night, which is a, a pretty good sized group. That that's pretty much as, pretty much as many as you really want to have. And then we've had a couple of these meetings where we've had like 10 or 12 people show up, and people said, you know, we almost like the the smaller ones better because you get to know somebody a little bit better, and you know, you can talk to them. However. When you're planning these events, you never know who's going to show up or not show up, so you invite 30 people and all of a sudden 29 show up and they bring five or six of their friends. You've got a bigger group, which is great, but it doesn't have to be a big group. It could be, as you said, it could be five people. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm inviting five or six people over to have uh, uh, to watch the NCAA tournament this week or whatever, and, and we're going to such and such place. We've got a little room in, in my club or a little room in this bar that I know or whatever the case may be. And we'll throw some hot wings on and do some stuff. And, and I just want you to meet some of my friends and uh, business associates and, and, and do a little um, kind of we created your own event like, or your own event like we talked about last time. You're creating an event. Plus you're doing a little networking, if you will. Um, you're going around and introducing people and um, – uh, you know, people appreciate doing that. People, it doesn't have to be a, a huge networking event. Let me make one more comment that I, before we run out of time. And somebody says, "Well, Jim, what should I wear to these networking events?" And I, I, I go, "You know, here's the deal. Most of the time, it's kind of like business casual, whatever that means. And um, you know, if you're a lawyer, you know, show up depending on where you are, what the what the deal is. You know, at least in a sport coat." Okay, you don't have to have a tie-in, but but look professional. We were at this event last night, 
and there was a guy there that I I didn't had never seen him before, but he looked like he had just gotten done painting his in, his room. You know, I mean, he's just like, <laughs> who is this guy? I mean, you know, it's like, what? You know, you, you're going to meet a bunch of lawyers, and okay, maybe you don't give a damn, but um, if I'm going to network with other lawyers and that type of thing, I'm certainly looking for people that, um, you know, look the part that I'm not going to be embarrassed by referring them, you know, that type of thing. You know, Jim, it's so interesting, different places and different different scenes and different settings where, <clears throat> you know, the same people you might find at one place are wearing suits and all that, the same people 30 miles in another direction are maybe wearing, you know, nicer jeans, boots, and a polo shirt. Um, and it's yeah. just kind of funny, though, why is it that lawyers are compelled to dress in a costume? Why? I mean, I know decorum before the courtroom, but why do we have to be like that in all settings, all times, all areas? It, it, it does seem like a uniform that one must wear, and if, you know, and how dare one, you know, not wear the uniform. Um, you know, I remember, you know, so I think about when I used to live up by you, Jim, and uh, the things that I'd wear out in DuPage County versus... I'd go into the city um, in some place, and, you know, I stuck out like a sore thumb. And people would ask, you know, oh, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, no, I was out by Naperville, et cetera, whatever. So it's always well, interesting, the expectations yeah. of um, of dress and all that. Well, I'm not saying that you have to dress. I guess just dress for where you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you have to dress you know, in any particular way, because it's, you know, there's a after hours and you just came from the office, obviously you'll probably be in a suit. If it's an afternoon thing on a Saturday afternoon, it's different. But at least wear some clean clothes. I mean, a clean pair of jeans and a polo shirt, that's fine. But, uh, I mean, you know, so, some people come looking like... No, not the painting overalls? Pardon me? Not the painting overalls? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know... And, and so this is, this is the kind of thing that, that you know, is going to turn people off. And they may make you memorable because they call you up and say, hey, you remember John? And, oh, yeah, he wasn't he the guy that looked like he came in his jeans and he did paint splotches all over and, you know, just looked like it was, you know, he had his uh, flip-flops on and, you know, this wasn't even beachwood. You know, that type of thing. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to tell somebody that they need to dress any well, here, now, now here, let, let's let's take this to a different direction. Let's take this another direction. So, um, <clears throat> what the person sees that you are comfortable wearing may be more effective depending on different practice areas. So, let's think about people who are in the you know business corporate uh, world versus maybe an attorney who is uh, a bankruptcy lawyer or does a lot of consumer based you know I don't want to say low end stuff, but a lot of sure. the you know easier type stuff or maybe. Um, you know, they might be more comfortable referring someone over to a lawyer who's comfortable uh, being seen wearing, you know, maybe khakis and a polo shirt or jeans and a polo, for example, versus, uh, you know, so, so you think about who the end end user is, the end purchaser of goods and services, what type of client they're looking for. So, again, it just all varies, again, based on your type of practice, size of practice, where you are. There really are no hard and fast rules, but I would just can say, I would just say conduct yourself how you would publicly and appropriately and just be consistent. Um, I think consistency is a really good thing because the consistency of who you are as a person gives people more of a sense of comfort with you, uh, you know, unless, because you could be the guy who 
uh, shows up sometimes wearing jeans and a polo and other times in, um, you know, uh, a three-piece suit and, um, you know, sometimes in a, you know, a, a regular SUV, sometimes in a Mercedes. Uh, and if people never know what they're going to get from you, that inconsistency can turn people off as well. Uh, so I thank you. that, And when we think about our brand of who we are, um, that what people see, it goes from what our Facebook pages look like and our websites to how we appear, how people see us. All of these things go into our overall marketing of who we are as a person because who we are as a person is what's going to motivate people to buy and do work with us if they trust us. And so consistency, I think, is key. Nick, one more thing I want to mention real quick, and we're going to probably run out of time, but I want to mention it. One of the things that I think you really need to work on is, you know, everybody has heard the the term elevator speech, elevator talk. Um, I like to call it your audio logo for whatever reason, but it's all the same. Make sure that you have a 15 to 20 second. Forget this minute. You know, people have talked about you got to have a minute audio logo or 30 second. The, the shorter, the better, especially if you're meeting someone and uh, someone says, well, Nick, what do you do? And, you know, you don't go into a long spiel. You know, you say, well, you know, I do public relation work for, for attorneys and, and, and other small business owners. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, you can expound on that at some point, but, you know, when you're first meeting someone. But here's the thing with the audio logo. And, and first of all, for attorneys, forget that you're an attorney. Uh, now, if you're with a group of attorneys and there's a, uh, you go around and they ask you, what do you do? And you stand up and say, well, I'm Jim and I'm a personal injury attorney. That's fine. But if you're in a group of people that, um, you know, just your normal social gathering, please don't stand up and say, well, I'm Jim and I'm an attorney. First word out of your mouth is going to turn people off. Try to figure out a way to let people know what you do and let them guess you're an attorney don't come out and say you're an attorney because that automatically will people shut their ears. It's like standing up and saying, you know, I'm an insurance sale. Oh, gosh, i got to run from that. Say, how about this? Uh, I help people with X. I help people with Y. I help people with Z. Yeah. I, I, and, and not that I want to push my book at all because it's free, but I did a whole section on audio logos and, and networking and, how, you know, some of the audio logos that some of my clients have come up with. And they, they – uh, are good. You can improve on them, but it's a start. And if you, again, like to copy of the book, what a segue that was. Uh, if you'd like to copy of the book, you can, yeah, you can send uh, your email to JET, that's chat at lawyersmarketingresource.com, and I will send you a copy of the book, and you can look at that one chapter that talks about networking, your audio logo, and some of the other things. And again, it's free, so I'm, I'm plugging a free book. <laughs> What does that say about me? I want to get it in people's hands. I appreciate the book. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the listeners out there for sharing this episode in social media because, again, not everybody knows about our program here, and we do this to to help everyone as well. Again, this is all good uh, free advice on um, small business networking and referrals and uh, getting it done easily quickly, effectively, and uh, with the most sense. Of course, don't forget that we have the other podcast episodes on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page and our Law Talk Radio channel on the Blog Talk Radio Network. So, Jim, thank you again for for your time, and thank you all the listeners out there. We'll be back next week. Okay, Nick, you have a great week. Everyone else have a great week, and we'll talk uh, 
in next week. Bye now. All right. See you all then.